have a sad case update to report. On February 2nd of 2021, Amy Betcher passed away. She was 44 years old. And although the last episode released was episode 15, Amy's interview, that audio was from 2019. We had talked over the phone a few times after the interview, but I hadn't spoken to her in about a year before I heard the news last month. Like everyone else, I was shocked and wanted to know what happened. This is Amy's former neighbor, TJ, with the details as she knows them. Uh, It was February 2nd. We found out late, like, you know, like almost midnight on the 3rd. And uh, it was actually my daughter that told me because she was talking to Amy's daughter. So mine let me know that. And I was like, there's no way. Like, you know. So I had sent a text to Amy's mom. And she called me the next morning and confirmed it. You know, and at the time, nobody knew any details except for she was at a friend's house and collapsed and couldn't be resuscitated. Apparently, this happened the evening of the 2nd, sometime before midnight. So the friend's house that Amy was at, their story was that there were no drugs, no alcohol. She just stood up and collapsed, and they tried to do CPR. But um, as time went on, the police that were involved had let her mom know that there had been at least 20 police phone calls or police calls to that friend's house for drug or alcohol related incidents. This friend of Amy's is an older lady. She would be in her 50s or 60s. You know, we we don't know this woman or her family except as what other people have said. But she doesn't live um, near you or in that uh, apartments behind you or anything? She's not one of my neighbors, but she does live in town. It sounds like she's been in the same place for a while. Because if you have that many police calls, you, you know, I would assume you've been there for a, a bit of time, you know. It's still an open investigation on Amy's death because um, when the police went to get their statements, stories were different from the people that were there. You know, like, if everyone there actually saw what happened, you know, they should all have the same story. But when they got into interviews, apparently some of the people there started changing stories and what actually happened. I don't know what all the stories are, you know, because all my information came from Amy's mom, you know, and she was pretty grief-stricken, so a lot of stuff she just kind of didn't really remember every detail. Hmm. Well, so how many people were supposed to be there? Um, well, it, the first story, or 
first what we heard was it was the the woman and uh, her two daughters, which are adults, and then later there was a mention of a couple other people from like the apartment complex that were there, and then there's maybe a grandson of this woman that was there. I don't know how old the grandson would be, but old enough that he, you know, had a full conversation with the cops. And so the main story that they were telling the police is basically they were just all hanging out and Amy got up and and just collapsed and and that was it and there was no drugs involved is what the they were trying to tell yeah. the police. That was the initial story. The physical exam showed that she had fluid in or around her lungs and that one of her arteries from her heart was 100% clogged, blocked. And I know that she has a family history. Her dad had a heart attack or a couple, and then her uncle actually died of a heart attack about the same age as Amy. And that oh, was really awkward. Amy. Yeah, about the same age. Oh, wow. And she was, so was, Amy was 44, right? Yeah, and I think her uncle was 45. Oh, okay, wow. That's all we knew for a while because, um, they did send out a lab report. As the result of that did come back positive for meth. And it, that's all that um, her mom told me. Not how much was in her system or if there was anything else, but there was positive results for meth in the blood work. So I'm guessing oh. that she didn't know she had the blockage in her heart. She was actually sober off of drugs for like two months, maybe a month, when she was dating this previous boyfriend. TJ told me that Amy had been dating another guy who lived in the high rise behind her apartment and that this guy really fell for Amy, said he loved her and wanted to marry her. But TJ said Amy wasn't interested in that. Though, while she was dating this guy, she had cut out the drug use, and they were just drinking alcohol. So I don't know if it was coming back and using after not using for a while, or if it was too much, you know, and it just, between the mass and her blockage, you know, it just was a terrible combination. But... I mean, I know the stories have shifted around or of who was there, but no one um, thinks any foul play or anything like that. There is a rumor. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. I mean, I know the stories have shifted around or of who was there, but no one um, thinks any foul play or anything like that. There is a rumor So the only thing I was told by Amy's mom, and this is coming from the grandson of the the friend, that woman, is that he had made a comment that one of the guys there in the apartment building, the kid said he should go to jail forever for what he did to Amy. And it was rumored that he had put something in her drink. So it's, there's no fact on it yet. It's just hearsay still, but I think that's why they're keeping it an open investigation, trying to figure it all out. So I don't know who they're talking to or how long it'll take. Wow. And I know this may get confusing because we don't have any of these names, but apparently Amy was hanging out at her friend's apartment. The friend is the older lady in her 50s or 60s. And TJ saying also in the apartment were the friend's two daughters and her grandson, and also this other man that lived in the building. So the grandson was saying the that, man that was there. Yes, to go to jail for what he did, which was mm. apparently he saw this man put something in Amy's drink. You know, did he dose her with the mess? Did she do it on her own? That's kind of where it leaves it, you know? Did this guy do something, or is it just another story? So that's all the info that TJ has at this time. If there's any more substantial information to come, I will release another update. Were you able to go to the funeral? Originally, I was invited, and then the night before, um, Amy's mom let me know that because of the coronavirus, they only had a maximum of like 10 or 15 people. I didn't argue. I mean, obviously, family needed to go, and I guess it was mostly a nice service. Amy was um, open casket and then later was cremated. So I don't know a lot about the actual service. But the lady, whose place Amy passed away at, came to the viewing, uninvited. So she showed up at the viewing, and I guess she sat next to Amy's mom and was trying to hold her hand. But she was like, Amy was like a daughter to me. 
Amy said her family abandoned her and gave up on her. And that obviously upset Amy's mom. And she was asking this woman to leave. And I guess she started just just causing drama. She had an outburst and was yelling and like totally changed her character. She seemed to be just calm and genuine. And then when she was told to leave, she just was yelling at everyone and causing a scene. And so they escorted her out. And I thought it was pretty, I don't know. It was just disgusting. You know, you don't go to somebody's mother who literally at their funeral and say, you know, she was like my daughter. She said her family gave up on her. Like, it's just, was inappropriate. And yeah, you'd never met that lady. Yeah, I don't know who she is. If I ever met her, I think I'd have a few questions, but she doesn't sound very reliable anyways. What, what questions would you have for her? What happened? You know, just the, the basic, like, who was here? Like, what was going on? But if she's, she's going to lie to Amy's mom and the police, she's not going to tell me the truth, so... This lady, she just was a liar from the beginning. So we just have to wait and see what the investigation comes up with. Over the course of this podcast, you've mostly heard about Amy in context of this case. So I wanted TJ to just talk about what Amy was like as a person and share a nice memory of Amy. From the beginning, I should say, she was just nice to everybody through the years that she was here. We weren't super close friends, but that was more the other company she kept. I just chose not to go to her house around them. But when we were together or with our kids, you know, she was a whole different Amy. She just liked people and was nice to everybody and she was silly and you know, we like to go on shopping adventures and we go walk down the trail. You know, that was like her favorite thing. And we always joke about her when she'd go on her walks in the morning or in the evening. She'd wear little shorts and like her booby shirts. So there's lots of cleavage. And then she'd wear these knee-high socks that didn't match anything. They were just to protect the legs walking on the trail. But it was just always funny as we'd see her be like, oh, she's going for her adventures with her Superman socks with the cape hanging off them. For some reason, Amy had a life filled with drama, so I truly hope that now she can rest in peace. You'll remember when we started this story. In episode one, I said there were four main characters. 
James Mosqueda, Amy Kitchen, Ivan, and Amy Betcher. Now, out of the four, only one is left alive. And he's on death row. So as long as Ivan is still with us, and there's more information to uncover, which there is, this investigation and podcast must continue. Episode 16 will be released on March 26th. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned.